Does social media and just posting for your web design business just kind of utterly baffle you? Now, one of the things I hear most from my students is that they're never sure how to talk about themselves. When you're working for a company and you have some emotional distance, social media management can be a lot easier. But how do you talk about a business that is 100% about you? Especially in the beginning when it is just you. After all, your web design business is like your baby. And if you're a freelancer, a lot of it is about you and what you do for your customers. That can be really hard to separate and talk about, especially if you're an introvert. Bragging just kind of feels wrong, right? That you are not alone. In fact, one of the main reasons that kind of drove me to starting this podcast and digital masters in general was because I saw a lot of my fellow websiteers and web developers making a ton of mistakes on social media. We tend to default to what we know and we don't get out of our own heads. So what are those mistakes I often see other web designers and web developers make? In today's episode, I'm going to take you through the top seven mistakes I see other web designers make on social media and give you a few tips on how to fix that in your own business. Not only will you be able to avoid making these mistakes moving forward, you're going to have a lot more confidence in your social media strategy and posting consistently will become a lot easier. Ready? You're listening to the Digital Masters Growing Your Web Dev Business Podcast. I'm Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. I'm a web developer, copywriter, and digital marketing strategist and educator who's been working in the industry since before Facebook business pages even existed. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that you can use to improve your own web design business and make more money with every website you build. Now, number one not being on the right platforms. Literally the first mistake I see a lot of business owners make, not just web developers and designers, is not being on the right platforms for their target market. They post on Facebook to crickets or try to drum up on LinkedIn and never get seen. They you know, well, yes, those places, you know, your target market might be there. And that's where you think they're spending time, especially other business owners. You have to ask yourself if that's really the right place for you and your dream client. First, you need to decide who you're even talking to in the first place. It's not just about attracting other business owners. You need to get more specific than that. We talked about this more in depth in episode 32, but you really need to take care of that first step of creating a buyer persona and deciding who your dream customer even is. Now, once you've done that, then you need to do some research. So think about a few things like, where are they spending their time on social media platforms? For fun. How do they like to learn? What kinds of struggles are they facing with their websites? What do they wish they could do and change to make their lives easier? 
Now, these answers will help you decide not only what social media platforms you need to spend your time on, but the kind of content you should be creating for your ideal client. Most successful B2B social media content includes some kind of education, something that can provide a quick win and build up trust with you. So when you know how your clients like to learn and where they like to learn, it can make creating your content a whole lot easier. Now, depending on who your dream customer is, you might be able to do some research just by Googling. Look for white papers, professional studies, even statistics about where people are spending their time and a basic demographic breakdown of their users in different social media platforms. Then I want you to choose three to five competitors and take a look through their social media from find them on multiple platforms and see where they're having the most success, not just with getting likes, but engagement. When you're seeing likes, comments, shares, retweets, you know that their audience is actually listening to what they're saying. Take note of what seems to be working and what isn't. Lastly, you may be able to ask your existing clients or just experiment. Post on a platform consistently for the next three months. Are you getting engagement? Is your audience growing? If not, is it working better on another platform or is your content maybe just falling flat? This isn't an overnight process by any means, but the time investment will be huge for you to talking to your actual dream clients instead of just other people in your profession or people who will never buy from you. Now, number two, focusing on your offers feature. You know what is really boring? Seeing a list of features for an offer with absolutely absolutely zero context for why it matters to you. Your dream client really only cares about themselves, especially before they've gotten to know you. When you're selling a service like website creation, you have to get multiple sales to keep your pipeline and your schedule full. That means often you're working with clients for three to four months, and then maybe you're done with them and you're on to the next client. Do you really think you're going to fill up the sales pipeline by ta- talking about all the boring stuff that your websites includes? No. They don't care. Your dream customer literally does not care how you build a website or what it all includes, especially when that's a generic website package that isn't tailored to them or their needs. What they do care about is how those features of your offer are going to benefit them and their business. So how do you fix this common mistake? You turn those features of the websites you're building into benefits. That's it. So how does that feature help your customer and their business? After all, that's what they're going to care about. 
In episode 33, we actually broke this down a bit more and broke down some common website features and turned them into benefits. So let's take another look at some of that list. So one feature, build for fast page load. Benefit from that, your website loads quickly to capture leads. Feature, created in WordPress or Squarespace. Benefit, I use a popular website platform that's proven and easy to understand. Feature, use a builder like, I use a builder like Elementor or Divi. Benefit, I use one of the most popular theme builders to make your website easy to update. Feature, following digital accessibility best practices. Benefit, I make your website inclusive to improve SEO and prevent ADA lawsuits. Feature, write content for on-page SEO. The benefit, I help your website get found on Google by the right people. And lastly, another feature, custom design for your brand. The benefit, I help your website create a custom look that truly matches your branding. See how different those are? No one really cares that I follow the best practices for web and digital accessibility until I tell them why it matters. So focus less on the features you include in the websites you build and showcase how those features benefit your dream client. Now, I want you to open up a Google Doc or get out your notes app and just come back for just a second. I want you to jot down all of the features you include in websites that you know are important. Now, I want you to turn those features around and explain to yourself why they benefit your customer. Once you have those benefits written out, you literally now have tons of social media posts. Focus on one feature and start out with the benefit. Then in that same post, connect it to how it's a feature of every website you build or something you commonly include, and then reinforce why that feature matters to your customer. Bam, you have just created months of content in about 10 minutes. Now, mistake number three, only posting sales posts. Look, social media is about being social. No one wants to jump onto Instagram or even onto LinkedIn and immediately be sold to. Literally no one. Even if your dream customer is looking for someone to actively build their next website, they certainly aren't going to choose you because they saw your super salesy Instagram post first before your competitors. And yet, (laughs) about 90% of the web design and especially web developer businesses that I follow and stalk on Instagram and other platforms make every single post a salesy post. 
buy this website package. Contact us now. We build great WordPress websites. We build responsive websites. Contact us now. And on and on. No one cares. No one is going to buy from you. And more importantly, no one is going to engage with you on social media when you're constantly trying to sell them. So what do you post instead of trying to make sales all of the time? How do you get those sales off of social media if you're not asking for the sale? The trick is to make about 70% of your posts focused on building up the know, like, and trust factor, some of which we'll dive into later in this episode, and have a salesy call to action in only about 30% of your posts. You want most of your social media posts to entertain, engage, and educate your readers. This helps to not only build up your engagement because casual watchers will like those posts a lot more than something that tells people to buy, but it will let them know that you get to know you and your business in a totally different way. Now, one of the best ways to help to break this down is into a term called content pillars. So write out five or six topics, go back to your notes, that you want to be known for. And most of them are should focus on benefits that you're providing your customers. And then break those main topics into subtopics and use that to drive your social media posts topics. Write about one of those content pillars each week and make sure that you're including educational, entertaining content that fits the topic. Now, your content pillars should not be, just again, focused on getting that sale. Some should just be educational. Some should be focused on on you more on that later. And some should be focused on your customer's success and others can be benefit driven. Yes, you should routinely about once a week or so have some sort of call to action where you explain how someone can work with you, but don't just make it a sale, sale, sale focus. Now, mistake number four. Never showing client successes. You want a quick way to build up that no like trust factor? Showcase your clients' successes. Literally, it can be as simple as just getting a testimonial from a previous client and sharing that. Email them after the project is done and ask why they liked working with you and ask if they can include what makes their life, their business easier now that they have the website you built. Reach out in six months and ask about their business's growth. Or simply take screenshots of their website before you fixed it and after. Talk about how much easier their site is for users to use and what you fixed or cleaned up on their existing website. The best part is you can break these out into multiple posts over time and even try to get some kind of statistics from your customers so that you can give real numbers. Now, chances are you've heard about storytelling and marketing and how important it is right now. The biggest mistake I see many people make 
is that they try to make the business, the brand, or the entrepreneur, etc., the heroes of the brand stories. In fact, it's not them at all. The hero of your brand story is actually your dream client. They want to see themselves reflected back in your social media. That's why the benefits and where you post and how you post matters so much. When you share other clients' successes and their testimonials, it lets your dream customers see themselves in those results. It builds up trust and provides them some proof that you can do the same thing for them. Testimonials, reviews, showcases can be incredibly powerful for your dream client to see in your social media feed. Now, number five, it's going to be a hard pill for some of us to swallow, but never showing your face. It's a mistake I see a lot of web design companies make, but you have to put a face to the name. Now, long explanation short, customers like to do business with people they like. It makes total sense after all, especially if you're a service provider where you might be working with your client for weeks or months at a time, like a web developer is, they want to enjoy the experience with you. When they don't know who you are because they've literally never seen your face, that can be a huge barrier to your success. This can be especially beneficial too if you are a freelancer or solopreneur because working with your company is all about working with you. So you wanna build up that human connection with you by using your face more in social media. Grab a photographer friend, take some shots in your home office or places around town and have some fun with it. And it's okay if it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> now, it's not just about showing your face either. It's a lot about making a human connection with your dream customer. Remind them that even you, the tech geek, we're not, we're not a robot. We're human, right? Now, you can do this in your social media by not shying away from getting your face on camera. Like we said before, pictures and videos of you can help. Stories on Instagram and Facebook are a great way to show some behind the scenes of your day without divulging anything you're uncomfortable with. Use your personality and your brand voice. Make it sound like you. Have customers provide testimonials about working with you personally and how you've helped. Bring in examples of when you've struggled with something that you know your clients have struggled with. And connect things in your marketing with an experience you've had. Tell a story and connect it back to your dream client. Make it personal. Give your clients a reason to connect with you. It'll do a lot to build up that know and like factor and even work to build up the trust because they'll know you and your business on an entirely different level. Now, mistake number six, not following and engaging with your ideal customer. 
Do you want your dream customer to follow you on social media? You have to start by following them and talking to them. You can't just post and expect them to come out in droves. It doesn't work like that. You have to actually engage and talk with them. If you're not engaging with your dream customers, then how will they ever find you? Sure, they might come find you through a hashtag or even stumble on your post. But when you focus on building an actual virtual relationship with them, you're building up a human relationship. They'll be much more likely to come follow you, work with you down the line, and recommend you to others when they hear of a need. So I want you to go back and take out that buyer persona that you've created. Now, I want you to go to the main social platforms that you've chosen and that you'll be posting on the most and follow about 100 people and businesses that fit in with your dream client's persona. It's okay if it changes later, because this is just where we're starting. Then I want you to follow some direct and indirect competitors, people you think your dream client are already following and engaging with. Now, I want you to comment on your dream client's posts. Scroll through your feed and spend about five to 10 minutes a day leaving valuable comments or something personal on their latest social posts. Respond to their stories with something relevant to that story. Just don't, just something that will kind of build up that relationship and show off your personality and expertise. Don't sell to them but focus on providing value and connection. Next, go to your indirect competitors. The ones you think your dream client is already following and has a healthy amount of engagement and engage in comments on their posts. Find their groups on Facebook or Discord or a helpful member and then become a helpful member of their community. You can build up trust and get people back to your profile because you're providing value and connection in a place they're already spending their time. Lastly, you need to engage back when someone leaves a comment on any of your social media posts. Don't leave questions unanswered or comments unresponded to. Most social platforms actually give you some algorithm kudos, but when you're, in, when you're engaging on your own posts because you're building up the number of comments, but it's about more than that. It's about not leaving your dream client hanging and creating more meaningful conversations. Now, lastly, mistake number seven, ignoring social media altogether. Our last one on the list could also be the first, but you can't just ignore social media. In fact, I'd argue that a quality social media strategy can do more for your business than you'll ever be able to actually calculate. Now, many people ignore social media because it takes time, about a year, before you'll really start to see results. That, coupled with the fact that it's often an indirect or hard-to-track ROI, especially organic social media, makes it feel like a waste of time when you just want to put your energy into the sales methods that are already working for you. But what you don't realize is that many of the people that are being recommended to you 
are checking you out on social media first. They're looking at your feed or lack thereof and making a quick judgment about whether or not you'd be the right fit. If you're not posting on social media at all, well, there's nothing to reinforce what your website says or what your other client told them. Often, prospects need a few touch points during the sales process before they're going to make a decision. They might not be ready right now to sign a contract for a website, but they'll be ready soon. Maybe they want to follow you on social media and see if you'd be able to help them seriously or if you can provide them with some wins they can use right now. If you're ignoring social media altogether, you're losing out on increasing those sales touch points and filling your pipeline with customers who might want to work with you in the months to come. Don't don't lose those clients. Instead, go through the methods we talked about in this podcast and create a plan. Who are you talking to? Where will you post? What kinds of content will you post? Get some photos of yourself, gather some client screenshots and testimonials, and set up a calendar. You don't have to post every single day either. Just make sure that whatever you plan to post, that you're doing so consistently each week even if it's just two to three times per week. That's better than going through spurts here and there. And you want to make it even easier on yourself? Plan it out. Use a quick calendar or a spreadsheet and decide what you'll post and when, and then use a social media scheduling app to get it all ready to go. Chances are you can take care of a week's or a month's social media in just a couple of hours and not be overwhelmed by it every single day. Now, thank you all for listening to our episode this week. If you want to catch more Digital Masters, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit us at digitalmasterspodcast.com. If you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing, follow us on Instagram at digitalmasterspodcast or visit us online at becomeadigitalmaster.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.